ye. It's time for the Sports King Show, live on Sports 106.1. The show with scores, interviews, the hottest topics, and the biggest sports stories of the day. It's the show where you'll hear from the players that make the plays, as well as the key coaches and personnel who make it happen. All of this and live phone calls from you, the Sports King Nation. Now, direct from his castle, located in an undisclosed location in the capital city of Richmond, Virginia, let's welcome to the throne, his highness, Jamie King, the Sports King, on Sports 106.1. And good morning, everybody. Thursday morning on the Sports King Show. We thank you for joining us wherever you are today. Hope you're enjoying your ride into work. If you're going to work or if you have the day off, we thank you for joining us on Sports 106.1. We've got a lot to get to today on the program. And, of course, starting things off, we want to say Congratulations. And I was getting pictures yesterday from our friends in the Tampa region. And yes, I love you folks down there in the Tampa region as the Lightning celebrated their Stanley Cup title with a boat parade. Now, you think hockey, you think cold, you think, uh, of course, Canada, you think all the great teams. And when you have a team from America winning a title, so exciting, as you know. And you look at this and what happened yesterday, Steven Stamkos, uh, of course, the great player for the Lightning, their captain, on the back of a jet ski. And uh, this was just fun, folks, to watch. One of the best things I saw all day. When you looked at the event yesterday in Tampa, I was getting all kinds of texts and pictures the parade was followed by a public trophy ceremony, of course, uh, right by Raymond James Stadium. So you think they're trying to put that in your mind like, hey, guess what? It happened here. It could happen there. Folks, I've gone on record saying this, and you know it's true to my friends in Tampa. Yes, I get it. You're sending me these texts and emails. Call us the City of Champions. Not quite there yet, but... You definitely are getting close because not only do you have the lightning bolts winning it all, your Tampa Bay Rays, which we'll get to in a little bit, winning as well. I mean, Tampa Bay and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers playing well. So is it possible? Absolutely. While I'm not ready to throw multiple parades just yet, I am going to say this. You're in very good shape early on. But what an event yesterday. 16,000, of course, socially distanced folks were there on the banks watching this parade on the water. And it was an incredible event with 16,000 people. They were in the bubble for some 65 days. And Lightning owner Jeff Vinnick said circumstances in which the Lightning won the Stanley Cup made this one of the more impressive feats in all the sports. And he said this is not only a Stanley Cup from a hockey standpoint. This was a mental Stanley Cup to go through the period of time. Kudos to them. Kudos to their families for being so supportive. That's a long time away from home, and I don't think any of us can appreciate how tough it was in terms of accomplishing the feat that they did. The Tampa Bay Lightning were incredible throughout. 65 days away from home, playing at such a high level, getting it done, 
They deserve all the credit in the world, and they are your world champion, 16,000 strong. And seeing Steven Stamkos on the back of a jet ski holding up the Stanley Cup, hoping he didn't drop it into the water, uh, it was fun. Uh, the crowd just going crazy there. And if you have a chance today, one of the best things I've seen in some time, the enjoyment of that Stanley Cup title. And, boy, they're having fun in Tampa. Congratulations again. Hey, good morning to you all. We want to thank our sponsors. Of course, we can't do the program without our great sponsors. And we love them all here on the Sports King Show. We want to thank the Nerve Company. Never underestimate Radical Vision. <clears throat> you can join CEO Andrew Fisher and his outstanding team in Denver, Colorado. And we say good morning to Denver, Colorado. You can go to www.thinkoutsidethewebsite.com. They do graphics, website design, marketing plans, and they do it all at www.thinkoutsidethewebsite.com. How about our great friends at CMA Colonial Honda continuing to move lives forward? Go out and see for yourself new cars, used cars, an amazing selection, which can be delivered directly to your door if you like them to. One of the nicest people you will ever meet in any circumstances is her president, general manager, Tim Cosgrove. The guy is a leader among leaders. He has the best car selling team <clears throat> in the country, and they will make it happen for you every single time at CMA's Colonial Honda and by the podiatry center of Dr. Paul Ross. If you have a foot problem of any kind, <clears throat> Dr. Ross and his team will get you on the road to recovery with offices in Springfield, Virginia, and Bethesda, Maryland. And before I continue, I just want to bring Ben Maitland in here for just one second. Ben, congratulations are in order to you and your Atlanta Braves. We're going to crow about this momentarily. But, Ben, good morning to you and your Atlanta Braves. Yeah, thank you, Jimmy. Uh, I uh, <laughs> was sweating bullets there, to, to put it mildly, yesterday. That was a stressful afternoon of, uh, of watching 13 innings of baseball. Um, scoreless into the 11th and... I think through the 11th and then uh, Freddie Freeman with the walk-off, I was you know hoping and praying just one run. The way the uh, the bullpen was was pitching, uh, got into and out of some trouble in a few innings there and extra innings. Uh, great work by the bullpen, great work by Max Freed. Uh, an incredible performance on the other side by Trevor Bauer uh, with his 12 strikeouts to, to set a Reds postseason record. There were a lot, of, uh, a lot of whiffs. You could have powered the whole state of Georgia, I think, yesterday with the number of strikeouts that there were. Uh, down at Truist Park in Atlanta. Um, but a, a great win. Good to get a game one victory. And I know we'll step through the rest of the Major League uh, scoreboard and um, get some highlights out there to the folks here in just a little bit. But hard, hard, to not be, hard to not be happy with, with winning game one. There's still work to do yet today. Uh, but uh, in good shape after day one. I just wanted to bring you in and do a little crowing before we get to baseball. I know you're working hard on that right now. And uh, congratulations again to Ben Maitland and his Atlanta Braves. Getting back to Tim Cosgrove. One of the finest men you'll ever meet in any walk of life. And he does such an amazing job, as does his car-selling team, the best in the country. They'll make it happen for you every single time. They do so much in our community. Uh, they do so much uh, with St. Jude's, and they do so much in the cancer um, charities and giving cars away, giving they build homes. They do so many things that they've done in the past, and they contribute. They deliver groceries, medical supplies, just an outstanding group. And you're not going to find anybody better in terms of car sales and just community involvement than CMA's Colonial Honda continuing to move lives forward, led by the great Tim Cosgrove, who is a, a man that we all just enjoy being around. He makes you smile, and he 
Uh, he realizes the importance of people, and he really, uh, more than anything, is not a car sale to him. It, 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 he makes friends, and that's what he does, and that's what they'll do at CMA's Colonial Honda. Dr. Paul Ross and the Podiatry Center, Dr. Paul Ross and his staff will get you on the road to recovery. Offices in Springfield, Virginia, Bethesda, Maryland. Join the over 240,000 people, of which I'm one, that have been seen by the best in the business, Dr. Paul Ross and the Podiatry Center. The Sports King Show features the Ross Rules of Foot Care, heard here weekly to help those in need of foot care advice and assistance. And we welcome back to the program Joe Moglia, who is, of course, the chairman of TD Ameritrade. And this program is brought to you by Coastal Carolina University. Listen to the current chairman of TD Ameritrade, who offers insight on life, finance, and sports. It's heard here weekly on the Sports King Show. It's the Joe Moglia Report, and you talk about a fine man. Joe Mowgli, of course, authored that great deal in the buyout of TD Ameritrade, $28 billion, with a B, dollars to, of course, Charles Schwab. What an amazing deal that we were able to be able to listen to and hear the inner workings of how that deal went down and just to see the mastery of a Joe Moglia. And for him to offer advice to our listeners in terms of finance is something we value here on the Sports King program and also – Quite the renaissance man, besides being the financial wizard that he is, also a former head football coach. We get all sides from him. We get the sports, we get the finance, we get everything. And if you listen close, he gives you some tips on some finance at no cost to you, the listener, so you can take that to the bank and hopefully you can improve your financial standing as well. Ben and I are trying. Trust me, we've asked Joe to add us into his portfolio. Hasn't quite worked out well for us yet, but we're still trying. Anyway, we want to move on to the NBA, and the NBA Finals started uh, last night, Game 1. I expected just this really close, competitive game, folks. This was a beatdown. You've heard the term woodshed, woodshed beating. They were taken to the woodshed, and it was not even close. Scores by quarter, 31-28 to in the first. It was close. Then they started pulling away, did the Lake Show, 34-20, 28-19, and 23 31, the Heat finally won a quarter in the final uh, aspect of the game. Jimmy Butler, 23 points, two rebounds, was very pedestrian. The player of the game, to me, Anthony Davis, just dominant. 34 points, nine rebounds, five assists, and he absolutely, in his first final appearance, you could tell he wants to get this done and get that ring as quickly as possible. Let's take a listen last night. Mike Breen on the call. Here is Anthony Davis going to work against the Miami Heat. Lakers by 24, Lakers by 26, Anthony Davis has 24, and Eric Spolster right now needs another timeout. An avalanche here from the Lakers in game one, dominating. As he said, dominating, folks, this, as we broke down yesterday, I gave the Heat a puncher's chance. I said, you know what, they could really do well in this one. I felt that they could be competitive. I felt that they have a chance to maybe take this to six. But then afterwards, when you look at the post-game analysis of this series so far, Game 1, Goran Dragic, the guard, uh, left the game with a foot injury, and he is questionable in terms of return. Eric Spolster said afterwards that he would return. Not so sure about that. And, of course, Bam Adebayo had a shoulder injury. So two of your key weapons in terms of the heat went down in this one. And so you're hoping for the best. The hope upon hope is these guys can return because if you take a Drogic out and you take a Adebayo out, uh, you're not in any type of semblance of the team that got you there. So you have to have these guys because 
Both of them are key cogs to this Heat team. The outside shooting, the slashing, the inside play, it's something that you have to have. Uh, Drogic appeared to injure his left leg during the second quarter while driving against Rajon Rondo, and that's where his injury occurred. He didn't exit the game immediately, and uh, Drogic left the locker room after halftime. It was nearly at the entrance of the court before a team staffer stopped him. Remember now, he's 34 years of age, and he went back to the locker room and did not return. So he wanted to come back and play for his teammates. They advised him not to do so. And Spolster, the head coach afterwards, said, I know he's tough as anybody. It's the finals, but I don't have an update on his foot injury right now. Afterwards, King James, LeBron James, uh, you think they think, hey, we've got this, and we're going to have a walkthrough. King James says, not so fast. There's much more work to do. We got so much more work to do. Um, <clears throat> the job is not done, and we're not satisfied with winning one game. Is that simple? It's that simple for King James and company because, you know, the one thing about the professional approach you're taking to this is, hey, it's only one game, and it is only one game, and they're playing like they're from behind, and they blew this team out. They sent a message in game one. You wonder, after the beatdown, if – the Heat are going to be able to bounce back. You think they are. They're professional. You say, hey, you know, it's one game. Let's get beyond it and move back. But Adebayo's injury is a big concern for the Heat. His loss, like Drogic, would be a major crusher from an emotional standpoint. Miami has relied on his presence all season. Remember what he did against the Bucks uh, in the Celtics? Of course, he did some great things there with that block at the goal of Jason Tatum on a dunk. Miami is confident outwardly. And Eric Spolster said afterwards, we're better than what we showed tonight. Well, when you get blown out 116 to 98, and it wasn't even that close, folks. I'm telling you, this was a uh, walkover. It, it just should have been more competitive. You think with a title on the line, this was a situation where you expected more from the heat out of the gate. And they started well in that first quarter, and then it was all over. And, of course, you wonder, with Drogic suffering a plantar tear in his left foot, Maybe we need to talk to Dr. Ross to find out on this situation, but no, a situation where uh, you can't lose this guy because he's so important and vital to what you do in terms of moving the ball, getting people active in what you're doing. So a situation that we're really going to monitor here on the Sports King program. So today what we're going to do, if after we go through the NBA here a little bit more, of course Ben is going to have some recaps with me on yesterday's action in terms of Major League Baseball. We're going to have some sound from that, and of course uh, second half we're going to preview the NCAA football weekend coming up. Uh, we're hearing all kinds of things, of course, with the NFL as well. Some other news of note, uh, you know, I am very concerned, as are all of you that are pro football fans, about what's happening over the uh, coronavirus situation. And it was revealed that the Steelers and the Titans game has been postponed to either Monday or Tuesday. The NFL said in a statement Wednesday that a new game date and time will be announced as soon as possible, adding that the postponement will allow additional time for further daily COVID-19 testing to ensure the health and safety of players, coaches, and game day personnel. The postponement follows positive COVID-19 tests among the Titans from four players, starting tackle Daquan Jones, linebacker Kamali Correa, long snapper Bo Brinkley, and practice tight end Tommy Hudson, and five team personnel this week. 
Titans coach Mike Vrabel said Wednesday that some of the players who tested positive were experiencing flu-like symptoms. I know there's going to be a lot of questions about the game and about who's to blame, where it started. Nobody's to blame, Vrabel said. We're in a pandemic. This is a very unfortunate situation, but one that we're confident that we will be able to handle safely with the football team and the players in their best interest in mind. Korea was placed on the team's reserve COVID-19 list Wednesday. Jadavion Clowney, Harold Landry is the primary edge defender as Korea has only played in 38 snaps on defense and 23 snaps on special teams this season. Vic Beasley, who was activated and in the lineup last week, was also cutting into the reps of Korea, who played just nine snaps versus the Vikings last week. Rabel said he expects the Titans to get an opportunity to practice before they face the Steelers. We'll be ready. We'll be focused, Vrabel said. This is the way we have to function and operate. Let me say this about Mike Vrabel. Uh, you know, he was a super solid player for the Patriots. He scored touchdowns from his linebacker position. Uh, he would go in on offense, score touchdowns, great hands, great teammate, great instincts, a solid player throughout. And his team has embodied what he has done as a player into a coach. And he is a guy that they will follow. When you look at this Titans team, they continue to win under Vrabel. This guy is one of the most unheralded coaches there is. When you think about the coach, he doesn't get a lot of the national play being in Tennessee. But look at the guys out there. The Matt Patricias has been awful. Uh, you know, the Jay Gruden's awful. But when you look at a guy like a Vrabel, flies under the radar. You don't hear him a lot. You don't see him a lot. He's not in the media a lot. What does he do? He just wins. He just like Al Davis says, just win, baby. That's what he does. He teaches well. He prepares well. His players are prepared. And when Sunday comes, they're ready to win. So this team, the Titans, one of the most unheralded coaches and teams that really don't get a lot of, you know, pats on the back for what they do. They just go out and they're prepared. Much like to the baseball side, Tampa Bay. It's almost a, a mirror effect here because they just do the fun, fundamentals so very well. So that's a situation we're going to watch right now. But the good news on the NFL side is the Sunday game has been moved to Monday or Tuesday. So if this can be the guideline, if you will, that if there's ever a positive test and they're able to put it off for a two to three day deal, maybe Monday, Tuesday or Wednesday, then maybe this could be a formula for the future if they can contain things quick enough. So we're going to keep our eye on this. But this could be, and this is the first instance of this happening this year, so we're wondering how it's going to work in the NFL. And if they can just push it back a few days and not miss a beat, it would be the best-case scenario for everyone. And now they've only got the four to five players and the four to five people in the office, so they've contained it. So now it's a matter of how they get through it and work through it to move forward as a team and as a league. But right now, hold your breath, and we hope that this gets uh, rectified as quickly as possible. We now want to turn to our friend Ben Malin, our producer, of course, doing double duty. He's here with me on the Sports King program this morning. And, of course, he joins Big Al from 8 to 10 live every morning on Sports 106.1 as we welcome Ben in. Uh, you know, folks, it's hard to get his head through that door this morning because of his Atlanta Braves. And, folks, it's Ben that crows about these Braves. It's his team. We know that. And, boy, he sweated it out. And, Ben, as I welcome you back in this morning, we got a lot of baseball to get through. But first and foremost, those Atlanta Braves won to zero in 13 long innings. And the question I have for you more than anything else, did you run out of course, Ben? Almost. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I got to uh, get through the important stuff first. That's bit. right. Exactly. No, that is important. Um, no, it was it was an uh, in in excruciating watch at times uh, to see how long that game went. 
uh, with without any runs being scored on either side, knowing that any little mistake, uh, a ball out over the plate, uh, as many home runs as the Cincinnati Reds have hit as a team this year, or as many runs as they, as they have scored via the home run, I think it's in the neighborhood of 60% of their runs uh, during the regular season came via the home run, which I think is the biggest in Major League history as far as a percentage is concerned. If you left a ball up over the plate, you know they have guys who can hit the ball out of the ballpark. So I was on pins and needles. Um, you know, a great. I mentioned earlier, a great performance from Max Fried, who had not thrown that many innings in September, um, was well rested, didn't look rusty at all, got into a little bit of trouble in the first inning and was able to work out of it. Uh, on the flip side, again, like I said a few minutes ago as well, Trevor Bauer was uh, really good, looked every bit the the guy. Twelve strikeouts, Ben. Yeah, Twelve every, strikeouts. every bit like the guy who will most likely win the National League Cy Young Award. Um, even did a, uh, I guess, kind of a mock uh, chop when he walked off the field. Um, that probably would have riled uh, some of the, the people in the stands a little bit if, if there had been uh, fans in the seats yesterday. Um, he's a he's a weird dude, but he's really good. Um, his stuff looked uh, was was really good yesterday. The fastball had life. The uh, the slider was really tight. Uh, the curveball was. Uh, Breaking pretty good for uh, for Bauer when uh, when he did throw that yesterday too. So it was back and forth, and you get into extra innings and there's still no score. Um, I mean, I was I was really on pins and needles waiting for uh, for something because I've seen it before with with this team with this organization that once postseason time hits, um, it's hard to win game one. They had lost a lot of uh, a lot of game ones in series going back to, to 2001. It's the first game one win for Atlanta since 2001 against the Astros. Uh, first walk-off win uh, for them since 2004 in the postseason. So a uh, good win. Uh, great work by the bullpen. Again, the likes of Chris Martin, Will Smith, Mark Melanson, Tyler Matzik, um on down the list yesterday for Atlanta. But it was the guy who will most likely win. I'm hopeful will win the National League Most Valuable Player Award. Uh, that being Freddie Freeman coming up with Runners at the corners, and one out in the bottom of the 13th, no score, and Freddie Freeman uh, sent the Braves home a happy bunch. And the Braves have won it. Who else but Freddie Freeman to deliver the walk-off blow? Limited people in attendance. I think uh, Freddie's wife, Chelsea, and his son, Charlie, were in attendance, so that's a pretty cool moment for that family. Leave it to Freddie. I, I felt confident that they would get the uh, the job done in there in the 13th and drive the run in to win the game, and he did just that. And, of course, in this game, Ben, 37 combined strikeouts. <laughs> yes. So these guys were dealing in this game, and I'm telling you right now, great pitcher uh, pitching matchup throughout this one. 11 innings, no score in the game. It was a marathon session. And I say congratulations once again to you and your Atlanta Braves. I was exhausted I you- after the fact, man. I felt like <laughs> yes. I had played the game, to be honest with you. I was going to say, it's almost like uh, giving birth. You're waiting for the baby to come, and it seems like uh, extra, 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 and it got to 13 innings, and I'm like, what an amazing game. No score whatsoever. Uh, Of course, the Braves left many players on uh, the base pass against Trevor Bauer. It was a long time coming and getting somebody across. Finally, uh, arguably your best player comes through with that walk-off single to win it, and I know you were relieved with that one. And when you look around, of course, the Braves, uh, the resiliency, you wonder a game that goes that long, then you got to come back and play again very quickly. So it's not a lot of time to relax and enjoy it. You have that 24-hour cycle basically to do so, and then you got to get right back into it. So 
When you look at yesterday's action, of course, that was the one that really stood out to me. And, of course, Minter gets a win for the Braves. Bradley, the loss for the Reds. Uh, Elsewhere, it was the Astros over the Twins. And, Ben, this sweep, uh, of course, the Twins lose 18 straight in the playoffs. What is going on? Do you think there will be a change at the top? Why can't these Twins, is it mental, get past anybody in in the playoffs? Once the playoffs start, they stop. I don't know who offended who in the Twin Cities, but, um, man, it's rough. I, I tried to catch a little bit of that flipping back and forth yesterday with the game in Atlanta going long. Uh, that was also an early start between the Astros and the Twins. I feel bad for Minnesota. I feel bad for the fan base. Uh, a lineup that was really good all year. Again, I know it was missing, missing Josh Donaldson in the lineup uh, with a calf injury, not being on the, the postseason roster. Uh, but only mustering two runs in two days is not going to cut it at any point during the year and certainly not here in the postseason. Um, it was unfortunate. Again, I feel bad for the for the Twins and the, for their fans to not be able to get over the hump. 18 losses in a row is really hard to fathom. Um, yes. It really is. When you, it, It's one thing to say the number and toss it out there, but when you really break it down, that's been a long time. Uh, you'd have to go back to just before the Red Sox uh, broke their string of futility in 2004 when they won the World Series in that postseason. That's the last time the Twins won a game in the postseason was 2004. So wow. um, I feel bad, bad again for those guys. Uh, it was um, everybody's favorite, Carlos Correa, who <laughs> I know not your favorite or my favorite. Um, I don't think yeah. he's anybody's favorite outside of the city of Houston, and he might not have that right. many fans there either. Uh, hit a go-ahead home run late in the game yesterday, and the Twins were, uh, again, down uh, to it, backs against the wall. This is the final call as the Astros came away with a sweep of the Twins yesterday at Target Field. That strike three from Presley, and the Astros win it 3-1, to one, and they sweep the wild card series two games to none, holding the Twins' offense completely in check. Carl Ravitch on the call there, and he's right. Two runs in two days doesn't cut it. Well, uh, Javier gets the win for the Astros. Stashik, the loss. Presley, as you just heard, the save there. Uh, one other game before we had to break, the Marlins and Cubs. Dickerson homers as the Marlins beat the Cubs 5-1 to one in the opener. Uh, this one, I thought Hendricks would come out with a win. Did not. Alcantara gets the win, 1-0, 1.35 ERA. Kyle Hendricks falls, 0-1 in the playoffs, 4.26. Did this surprise you, Ben? I definitely thought... This one would go the Cubs' way, as we talked yesterday. Uh, kind of stunned me that the Marlins win this one. Your take? I was surprised, too, uh, to be honest with you. Corey Dickerson hit a three-run homer uh, at one point in that game to send the Marlins up. I was surprised. I really was that, uh, you know, I, I believe uh, between uh, Anthony Rizzo, Chris Bryant, and Javi Baez, they would have combined, I think, one for 12 or 13 yesterday, which is not going to get it done. Those are your big bats in the Cubs lineup. And for them to not have really you know, done anything, Ian Happ's homer yesterday was the only run that the Cubs were able to muster. They're going to have to do a lot better today, or they're going to be going home. Um, Absolutely. So I, I was surprised. Ha- it was it was uh, uh, surprising to see Miami get game one. I'm not sure who they're starting today. We'll come up with the, uh, the starting pitching probables here later on in the show, I think, before we get done and let people know who's going today. Starling Marte, one note before we go to break about that game, um, suffered a broken pinky. I want to hit by pitch. He was the big trade deadline acquisition for the Marlins. They think he's going to be able to play through it. We'll see, you know, if he's in the lineup today uh, when they take the field at Wrigley for Game Two of that series. 
Okay, thank you, Ben. What we're going to do now, take a timeout, come back with the rest of the Major League Baseball playoff scoreboard, go through each game. Then we've got the NCAA football preview for you heading into the weekend, and then we'll come back at the end and go through today's probables lineup and give you some ideas as to what we think will happen in this afternoon's games in Major League Baseball. All that and more coming your way on the Thursday edition of the Sports King. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back after these messages. Hi, this is Andre Ryzen, and you're listening to my friend, Jamie King, the Sports King on Sports 106.1. You're listening to the man who thinks that Velcro is nothing more than a ripoff. The Sports King on Sports 106.1. Welcome back, everyone. Sports King on a Thursday morning. Hope you're enjoying your start to your day on your way into work. Listening at home, having a cup of coffee as the sports king, Jamie King, Ben Maitland alongside. Coming up in about a half an hour, Big Al, he is in the bullpen right now, warming up, getting ready, getting that arm ready for the 8 o'clock show that is Sports Phone. Of course, award-winning Sports Phone, Big Al, be on the way at 8 o'clock. I'm the Sports King, Jamie King. Welcome you back. Uh, going through the Major League Baseball scoreboard. want to thank all our folks on Facebook Live. Danny Dobson, Melly Perry, wish you all well. Hope you're doing great today on this Thursday, heading into a weekend. We're going to get to the college football scene in a little bit. But we return with Ben Maitland as we go through what was yesterday's baseball action in terms of playoffs. And I'm going to tell you this right now, folks. And, yes, I love you, Tampa. I'm getting all the love from Tampa, and I'm giving you love about your Bolts winning the world title and everybody asked me yesterday, am I going to give the Rays credit, raising up? And, folks, yes, I am. Tampa Bay, Hunter Renfro hit a grand slam as the Rays win this one 8-2. to two. And as I bring Ben back in, Ben, Kevin Cash, who we're both fans of, of course, Tyler Glasnow gets a win, Hinjan Rue the loss as the Blue Jays are swept in this one. Tampa Bay wins the series 2 nothing. The hit that Renfro hit was one of the – most colossal home runs in terms of a swing. As soon as you hit it, you're like, oh, my God, where's this going to end up? But when you look at this Rays team and Kevin Cash, who he praised on, they just keep rolling like Old Man River. They keep rolling along, and they are so fundamentally sound and fun to watch that this team is just fearless. And maybe it's because they don't really uh, get a lot of big market time that they just say, hey, we're just going to do the fundamentals and beat the heck out of you, and that's what they do. Yeah, we've we've said the same thing. Yeah, these last couple of days, when you talk about Tampa, it's it's hard to ignore, you know, just that they play well as a unit. And we've also said, I've said that they don't have that many household names. If you're a real diehard baseball fan, you follow it day to day or week to week and day to day, you're familiar with guys. Um, they did this beating the uh, the Blue Jays. I talked about Austin Meadows and how important he had been to the cause. And I forgot that he is currently on the shelf with an oblique injury at the moment and might not be available until later in the postseason run. I don't know if he would be available for the uh, division series coming up against the Yankees or if he would have to wait until the ALCS if Tampa gets all the way there here in a couple of weeks. Um, but they just they play well together, like you said, and I was not shocked at all that they – I was kind of surprised that Ryu threw the ball as poorly as he did um, in just those couple of innings and limited work. Uh, with the grand slam by Renfro being the the big blow yesterday, uh, but the, you know Tampa plays well, and that's there's not a whole lot else that you can really 
that you can really throw out there. They they pitch. The pitching has always impressed me, especially the bullpen depth that they have. Uh, Tyler Glass now was pretty good yesterday, too. Um, Charlie Morton gets to rest now also. Blake Snell looked really good in Game 1. And that is shaping up. I know we'll get to the Yankees in just a second, but that's shaping up to be a pretty good series in the division round between Tampa and New York and after some of the fireworks that occurred between both of those teams' division rivals in the regular season. Yeah, and you got the Yankees, uh, as you alluded to, we'll talk about it in a minute, 22 runs in the first two postseason games. They're on fire. Their bats are coming alive at the right time for them. Let's take a step back. And uh, one game we want to definitely mention, the Athletics, and we talked about it yesterday. You were wondering if their bats were going to wake up. They did. They won 5-3. to three. Bassett gets the win. Keuchel, Dallas Keuchel, the loss. Diekman to save his first of the playoffs as the A's holds off uh, Abreu and the White Sox 5-3 to three to force a game three. So did this one surprise you? And Bassett pitched well, 1.29 ERA. Did you think the White Sox were going to walk right through, or did you expect this comeback by the A's? Well, Oakland's been been resilient, and I think it would have been – they would have fallen into the Twins territory yesterday if they had been if they had been walked over by Chicago and and gotten swept in in the series and and gone down two zip uh, and not advanced. So they give themselves a fighting shot today. They'll come back. They'll take on the Astros or the, whoever wins the the game today between Oakland and Chicago will take on Houston in the division round. Uh, it's hard to call today. I thought Chicago. Uh, would take care of business, but again, Oakland's a resilient bunch. They kind of were on pins and needles themselves in the ninth inning yesterday. Liam Hendricks threw a ton of pitches. Uh, their uh, their main guy in the bullpen. Uh, I'm not sure what his availability would be today, but you know, give Oakland credit, give Bob Melvin credit to those uh, to those guys. They've been a resilient bunch, and they're going to have to be again today if they want to advance. Absolutely. Uh, other games of note: the uh, Cardinals and Padres. I expected the Padres to get out of the gate Me quickly. Too. Paul Goldschmidt and company, the Cardinals went 7-4, and the Padres returned to the playoffs. It wasn't the return they were hoping for. St. Louis now leads that series one game to nothing. Uh, Gallegos gets the win. Uh, Paddock, the loss. Reyes, the save. And this one, a little surprise to you. I, I just expected more from the Padres out of the gate. They fell behind, and that was it for them. Yeah, the detriment for San Diego going forward, it was announced yesterday when the rosters were released, they have no Mike Clevenger, and they have no Denelson Lamette. Uh, who were both penciled in to start either Game 1 and Game 2 in, in some order for San Diego before both of them went down with injury here in the last week or so. Uh, that's a big blow. Chris Paddock had to take the ball and, and didn't really uh, throw it or didn't really pitch that that great against St. Louis yesterday. So unless the Padres can do an about-face at home at Petco today and really, I think, bring the lumber to the yard, uh, I want to say Jack Flaherty's going for those guys later on for uh, for St. Louis uh, in game two this afternoon, San Diego might be a two and done team as well. Um, starting pitching, I, I mean, that's really that's a gut punch to those guys not having Clevenger and Lamette available. Absolutely. And the game Ben alluded to earlier, the New York Yankees, the Yankees win, the Yankees win. 10-9 over the Indians in an epic battle. The Yanks rally in this one, 10-9 to reach the American League Divisional Series final versus the Rays. D.J. LeMay, who's tie-breaking single in the ninth, did it. Chapman gets the win, hand the loss, but a crushing blow to an Indians team that deserve a better fate as the Yankees run them out two games to zero. And an exciting game throughout, Ben, and what a comeback. Yeah, that was back and forth. The uh, they had weather delays in that. Uh, they had a delay relatively early on. Um, 
and it was really, like you said, back and forth and back and forth, and, and Cleveland was able to snag the lead, had a lead going into the into the ninth. Uh, Brad Hand comes on to close things down and allows some base runners uh, to reach, and then things get way out of control, and then it's uh, D.J. LeMahieu who ultimately comes up, who's been arguably the MVP for the Yankees these last two seasons. Uh, I believe won the batting title this year in the American League, has been a really good hitter. He delivered the big blow uh, to send the Yankees on to the next round. A bouncer back up the middle and through! Urshela comes around to score, and D.J. LeMahieu on an 0-2 pitch has given the Yankees a 10-9 lead. Matt Baskersian doesn't get excited, does he? Jeez. Um, no, he doesn't. Not too much. But, uh, yeah, well, LeMahieu, very uh, very impressive again for New York, and they're on to the next round. Absolutely. And, of course, it was the Dodgers winning 4-2 to over the Brewers. In this one, Corey Seager homered the Dodgers edge of Brewers 4-2 to in the wild card opener. Mookie Betts contributed two hits, had an RBI. And, of course, once again, Corey Seager with that big home run. Jose Urias uh, with the win. Uh, Suter, the loss, and uh, Jansen gets the uh, save. So when you look at this Dodger team, uh, they just continue on. They're 43-17, and 21-9 at home. They do so well. Chavez Ravine. The Dodgers take a one to nothing lead there. So that is a look at the Major League Baseball playoffs from yesterday. So what we're going to do, we're going to take a timeout momentarily, come back, I'm going to go through the complete slate of college football, going to give you some of the numbers and who I expect to win heading into this weekend. Week five of the college football season, could it be? It doesn't seem like it is, but for whatever reason, it just seems like it's come together quickly for the college football season. They're trying to get as much in. Of course, the Big Ten, Pac-12, trying to get things together so they can play. But we're going to come back. I'm going to go through the complete NCAA schedule with you and talk about this weekend's games. Ben will be back with me to close out the show talking about today's probables. We'll give you our thoughts on the Major League Baseball playoffs as of today. And your phone calls, 804-327-0888 if you have something like talked about on the sports king program please give us a call and big al once again boy he's in there working up a lather he's getting that arm going he's doing all his warm-up tosses getting ready to take over the microphone eight o'clock you do not want to miss that live sports phone with big al coming your way momentarily it's the sports king show we'll be right back on this thursday morning hi this is former virginia tech defense coordinator bud foster and you're listening to a sports king jamie king on sports 1061. With 19 NCAA Division I sports and 84 majors, Coastal Carolina University affords student-athletes the competition and learning they crave. From FBS football to ladies volleyball, from championship baseball to ladies lacrosse, from business to theater arts, Coastal Carolina University offers a depth of learning both on the field and in the classroom. Eager ambition is a hallmark of students and faculty at Coastal Carolina University. Schedule a tour and learn more at coastal.edu. Friends, if you suffer from foot or ankle pain, have I got the solution for you. It's my great friend, Dr. Paul Ross of the Podiatry Centers of Springfield, Virginia and Bethesda, Maryland. Dr. Ross is a world-renowned surgeon and is widely considered as one of the top podiatrists in the world. He has helped over 240,000 people during his illustrious career, and I am happy to tell you that I'm one of them. From bunions to bone spurs, for foot problems big and small, he and his outstanding staff give five-star treatment to everyone who visits his office. If you can't make 
get in, that's no problem. Just contact the offices of Dr. Paul Ross to schedule a one-on-one virtual meeting. Dr. Ross is a proven expert. If you're looking for an answer to your foot and ankle problems, look no further than the best in the field and reach out today to Dr. Paul Ross in the podiatry centers of Springfield, Virginia and Bethesda, Maryland. In Springfield, Virginia, the number is 571-267-1936. In Bethesda, Maryland, the number 301-660-8225. Call today and tell them the Sports King sent you. The Sports King studio line is now open. If you got a sports question, thoughts on your mind about your favorite team, we'd love to hear from you at 804-327-0888. That's 804-327-0888. And we welcome you back on this Thursday morning on the Sports King Show. Thank you for watching Facebook Live Sports 106.1. We love you. We hope you're doing great. Whether you're going to work, your day off, we hope you enjoy your day on this Thursday heading to a big sports weekend. We want to head now to the NCAA football look at this weekend's top 25 games, and I'll give you my take there. If you want to make a lot of money, write it down. However, if I'm wrong, contact Ben. Anyway, we're going to start with uh, – hey, by the way, how has Coach Ogeron been doing down there? And uh, I just got to hear from Coach this morning. If he's available. Okay, thank you, Coach Ogeron. Anyway, Louisiana Tech and Coach Ogeron not happy with his LSU Tigers down 0-1 on the year. That's not good for them. You see how much Joe Burrow and company are missed there. Louisiana Tech takes on BYU. The Cougars, this one, 9 o'clock at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Uh, this is going to be tomorrow night. BYU favored by 24, over under 58.5. Zach Wilson, a quarterback for BYU, 36 of 46, 624 yards, four touchdowns so far in the year. When you look at this game, it should be a shootout. I like the over 58.5 in this one. BYU, 24, I think the number is too big. I see them sco- uh, scoring a lot. I like them by 14 in this one. Elsewhere, Saturday's lineup, here's top 25 actions, South Carolina, Florida at Ben Hill Griffin Stadium, Gainesville, Florida. The Gators favored by 17.5, over under 57.5. Kyle Trask, this guy, remarkable in the opener, 30-42, 4-16, six touchdowns for maybe an early Heisman Trophy look at Kyle Trask in Florida. I love this Gators team. 17.5 is the number. South Carolina always tough when they play. I like the under 57.5, and and I like the Gators in this one by 14. So that 17 should stand there. TCU at Texas DKR, uh, Daryl Royal, Texas Memorial Stadium. uh, Texas favored by 12, 63 the number. I don't know about this one. I think it'll be a close one. Seven's the number I have in my mind. I think Texas wins this one. Sam Ellinger under controls there at quarterback, 52 of 73, 688, 10 touchdowns on the season so far. Missouri takes on Tennessee. The Volunteers surprising, playing very well. Uh, so far, so good for the Volunteers as Missouri heads into Neyland Stadium. The number 11 and a half over under 48.5. I like Tennessee. By a touchdown. So the 11, I think, stands up for Missouri. Should be a tough battle there. NC State at Pittsburgh. Don't look now, Pittsburgh fans, but the Panthers are 3-0, and 2-0 and in the ACC. However, I'm loving this Miami Hurricane team. De'Eric King. King, let's see. Yeah, that's why I like it. Anyway, NC State at Pittsburgh. NC State 1-1. One one. Pittsburgh 3-0. and The line is 14. Uh, NC State, folks, they are awful with a capital A. Think about this for a minute. Virginia Tech blows out NC State without 23 people on the field. So it was absolutely terrible in terms of what they did originally coming out of the gate. Uh, They've just looked 
bad. So Pittsburgh favored by 14. I say they win this one in a blowout over under 46 and a half. NC State couldn't score, and uh, they just can't. They don't have the ability. Kenny Pickett leads the way, 62 of 94, 712 yards, five touchdowns for the undefeated Pittsburgh Panthers. That's at Heinz Field, the number 14, over under 46, and I see that one uh, being underplayed there. Texas A&M takes on Alabama. Boy, this should be a good one. However, Texas A&M looked awful in week one. They didn't play very well. Kellen Mond needs to play a lot better. Alabama, 17 and a half. They should win this one by at least two touchdowns, over under 51 and a half. I don't see them getting there. Uh, North Carolina at Boston College, uh, Mac Brown and his uh, Tar Heels, 1 and 0. The number 14 favored by uh, 14, over under 54. So I like North Carolina to win that one by at least 10. South Florida, Cincinnati. I like Cincinnati in this one. The number 22, I see this one as a 14 win by Cincinnati. Oklahoma State, Kansas. Uh, this one will be Oklahoma State, Kansas 0 and 2. 21 and a half is the number. I expect them to blow Kansas out. This one at David Booth Stadium in Kansas, Lawrence, Kansas, the site there. Memphis SMU, uh, Memphis minus two and a half should be a shootout over 74 and a half. Expect them to hit that number there. Auburn and Georgia, big SEC battle. Georgia favored by six and a half, over under 44.5. This is going to go back and forth. I think it'll be a field goal game. Should be an underplay. Bo Nix leading the way for Auburn, the number seven team against the number 14. The big matchup on ESPN. That game, 7 30 on Saturday. Tulsa UCF. I like UCF in this one. 21 and a half the number. Don't know if they're going to get there. 20 should be the number there. It'll be close, over under 72. Arkansas and Mississippi State. That one, 18, and, uh, of course, Mississippi State should win this one handily. Oklahoma at Iowa State. Oklahoma in big trouble. They're favored by seven in this one, but they may have a letdown after their loss last week. Elsewhere, LSU, the Tigers trying to battle back. 20-point favorite over Vanderbilt. I expect them to come out and show well. Miles Brennan needs a big bounce back after the 20th-ranked LSU Tigers, their first loss in some time. And a closing out, the Virginia Cavaliers against Clemson. This should be a battle. And, folks, I'm all over Virginia getting 28 at Clemson. I think it's going to be a lot closer than the experts think. I think it'll be about a 14-point loss or Hey, Virginia may just hang in there throughout. Who knows? 28 is the number there, over under 55 and a half. Real quick, want to turn to Ben right now and go back through baseball. Ben, so much going on in the world of sports, but we've got some exciting baseball games in effect today as we turn to the the Thursday schedule and we look at the complete schedule today. What's standing out to you in terms of games as far as the ones you're going to be watching? Uh, we've got a full slate today, and of course it starts with your Atlanta Braves. 12 o'clock, it's going to be Luis Castillo, Ian Anderson. Can you talk about this real quick as the Braves take on the Reds game two? Yeah, that hour goes by quick, doesn't it, Jamie? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it does. Uh, like you said, Ian Anderson and Luis Castillo matching up today in Atlanta, game two of that series between the Reds and Braves. I'm hoping Atlanta can finish things off. Ian threw the ball really well in the regular season. He's only got a handful of big league starts under his belt. First postseason start. Uh, we'll see what the kid can do. I'll certainly have my eyes glued to that one. A 12:08 first pitch. Marlins Cubs with you, Darvish on the mound. Chicago's got to bounce back in a big way. You had a really good regular season. Sixto Sanchez for Miami. He's got really, really nasty stuff. Chicago yes, might have their hands full in that one. Cubs got to bounce back big. I'll be looking uh, at that one. Game three of that White Sox A series. Uh, nobody announced yet that I can see for either team for uh, for White Sox athletics uh, as far as pitching matchups is concerned, but that's a do or die for both teams um, in a game three out at, um, out at the Coliseum in Oakland. 
so that should be good. Uh, Cardinals Padres. The Padres got to bounce back against Adam Wainwright. He t- gets the ball for the uh, for the Cardinals. Zach Davies goes for the Padres again. Not having Clevenger or Lamette, I think might might spell some some disaster for San Diego. We'll see if they can bash their way through to a game three in that one. And then your nightcap, Clayton Kershaw getting the ball for the Dodgers against Brandon Woodruff for the Brewers. That's a pretty good pitching matchup. Woodruff is has been pretty good for Milwaukee uh, this season. And then Kershaw, of course, has been there, done that. And a lot of eyes will be on him to see if he can uh, throw up a good postseason start. His postseason numbers, as it's been well documented, are not great. Ben, do you remember that elderly woman during the COVID where she put the sign in her window saying, need more beer? I do. And she got the beer delivered. And I know your course is running low, so any course distributors out there listening this morning on your ride yeah, to please. work, thank you. My producer is in need of refreshment of his course supply, so please, <laughs> I, I implore you, the, I'll uh, put the sign up in his yard. Please deliver course here. The he people would be very at, happy. The people at the Sutherland Virginia Slip In will be seeing me probably on the way home. <laughs> um, I, I feel pretty confident in saying that. I'll. I'll have to grab a, a couple to uh, to get me through this afternoon's action. It was really nerve-wracking. I can't stress that enough. When you're scoreless, again, into extra innings, living and dying on every pitch man in a game one in a short series, it was nerve-wracking. I can't stress enough. I felt like I had played the game with those boys yesterday. So we'll see Absolutely. what game two has in store later on. I'll be, I'll be tuned in. Before we get off the air, Ben, I want to let you know that Doc Rivers is in discussions to become the head coach of the Philadelphia 76ers, of course, uh, the owners are looking at Doc Rivers very hard uh, in terms of uh, the guy that could turn the ship around there. They have a great team, a great uh, infrastructure of young players. They need a guy that can be that guiding light. Doc Rivers, one of the best in the business, uh, was in Philadelphia last night and has met with the ownership. So expect an announcement there possibly today. Uh, other folks being looked at, Mike D'Antoni, Tyrone Liu, don't expect them. I think it's going to be Doc Rivers. I think he's the guy to lead them. Uh, back and I think with his leadership they could do some great things. That's going to wrap it up for this Thursday edition of the Sports King Show. We appreciate you joining us Facebook Live Sports 1061, but don't touch that dial every day. Big Al from 8 to 10 live on the way. He's out of the bullpen here. He's making his way to the mound for Ben. I'm Jamie. Have a great Thursday. We'll see you tomorrow.